0: Welcome to the Ike Packers podcast. Go pack go. Oh man, Packers fumbled the bag week one again. Go pack go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five star review if you enjoyed the show. We're Ike underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. Minnesota takes the win and the pack take the sack That's how week one went but we're here with a full game recap And our thoughts on how the pack can bounce back Let's get into the show. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestad. I'm your host. And unfortunately, here we are again, Packers fans. Your Green Bay Packers lost 23 to 7 in week one in Minnesota against the Vikings. It was a tough one to watch, but it was exciting. We've got a game breakdown, a game reaction for you here today. We're excited to go off. We're excited to give our thoughts on this team in week one and going forward and I'm joined today by my co-host KJ. KJ welcome to the show. How you feeling? Hey what's going on Packers fans? I'm feeling pretty good and here's why.
1: We'll get into this a little more in a sec but hey nowhere to go but up right? Just like last year nowhere to go but up. I'm excited to talk Packers with you all. Thank you for joining us. It's another season.
0: We have so much fun to be had. Let's get into it. Yep, and we want to say thank you to the 120-plus countries listening to this podcast. Thank you to everyone interacting with Ike Packers in the live tweeting on game day. And thank you to everyone listening and sharing this show with more Packers fans. We appreciate you all. Let's start off with just what we saw yesterday. Sunday, you know, building up to the game, a lot of hype, right? Aaron Rodgers, you know, everyone's coming back. David Bakhtiari's healthy. But then it kind of switched, you know, Sunday, all of a sudden, early in the morning, news breaks that Elton Jenkins, Alan Lazard, David Bakhtiar are actually out, right? Hmm. We saw Hale Rogers put out something that he had a bad feeling about the game. I was starting to feel, you know, a little Hmm. worse, but still confidence that we had 12. I was like, hey, this defense is going to come out, look electric. But then the opposite happened, KJ. The defense allowed over 400 yards, the offense mustered just seven pathetic points. I mean, where do you start and uh who are you looking at first in this performance in week 1? Oh
1: man, I mean, I just said it, you know, we're we hit the bottom, I think. Uh you know, maybe obviously things can always get worse, but they certainly can get better. I mean, you said it right there. Seven points. You know, we couldn't even get them until the third quarter. We were shut out in a half that we really had an off season to prepare for. And I know there's going to be a lot of uh, people polarized by my next words, but really, this is exactly why preseason matters. And I, I totally understand people who are like, hey, we don't want to play our starters. We don't want to get any injuries. Um, And there are cases for and against that. There are examples for and against that. But this is the second year in a row that the Packers have gone uh, essentially saying F preseason. You know, we don't give a about preseason. And this is the second year in a row that they've thrown up complete catastrophic duds on week one. So it's like, what am I supposed to take from that? I'm supposed to look at how did you prepare? Well, you clearly didn't prepare very well. And so it's almost like, do you start off the season 0-1 if you can guarantee you know, let's just say 90% of your starters health through the preseason. That's like the question being posed to teams because the Packers, they're not even fully healthy right now, right? Like David Bakhtiari, he can't even get on the football field. You know, it's like the example of David Bakhtiari is like, if you're trying to, you know, this is the one I could think of, right? If you buy a new Tesla and you're, you're customizing it on the, on the website, there's an option that allows you to add full self-driving. And this is a very, very expensive option. You know, it's, it's something around like $10,000, $12,000, $15,000. But that's one of the many appeals of Tesla, the fact that your car could potentially drive itself, could potentially save you a bunch of time. You know, David Bakhtiari's got all these appeals to him like, oh, when he's healthy, when he's right, this guy could protect your quarterback the best in the league. He could be a great left tackle. He could open up holes in the running game, whatever, whatever, whatever. But... You know, you see, so you pay pay the extra twelve, fifteen grand, you're paying Bakhtiari this twenty plus million a year, and he's just sitting in your garage and you're unable to use him. You know, so it's like David Bakhtiari right now is just the Packers aren't even fully healthy escaping from preseason, right? So it's like, yeah, David Bakhtiari and Alan Jenkins didn't play in the preseason, but we've pretty much chalked it up that if you don't play in the preseason or if your starters don't really give a you know what about the preseason take not only just an L but a bad loss in week one so it's like you know one of these years it hasn't yet but those like a week one loss a season's going to come down to a single game you know like whether you're getting in the playoffs or not getting in the playoffs and it's just the Packers the last two years man they've prepared like trash and they're gonna need to prepare better I think that's you know all there is to it um, I expect them to be better. It is only week one. Yes, I'm happy that the, you know, no one got injured in the preseason. But it's like, come on, you're not going to sit here and tell me the Vikings have a better team. Justin Jefferson is super talented. Well, so are our cornerbacks. And guess what? We just threw one of them and made him the top paid cornerback in you know, all of football. So it's like, Jerry Alexander, why are we not putting this guy in Justin Jefferson? Why are we not playing to our strengths? There's all sorts of questions. Bottom line is we took an L. This game wasn't really ever close, uh, and it was to an inferior team. So I'm a little frustrated by that, but it is just week one. We can build on this. I think my overall conclusion is that it's just going to light a fire under the team, right? Like the Packers, we saw it in training camp, right? Like the moment those guys arrive, these guys could literally toss a ball to the equipment manager who could catch it. And, and you know, people, Packers fans and whoever will be like, oh, my gosh, amazing throw. You know, it's like all praises. It's all good. It's all rainbows and, and daisies and, and meadows and, and just beautiful, you know, sunshine and all that. But this is the first real criticism they've had, and it's pretty tough. So it's like, you know, I just expect them to
0: be better, plain and simple. What about you, Al? I want to prelude what I'm about to say because I'm about to come into some fire. But that hey, you know, this happened last year with the Saints. oh shit. Here we are again. We're rolling out there. We were one oh and one last year looking horrible. And then we were able to bounce back, become the number one overall seed, be the most winning team in the NFL. I think tied with the Bucs last year. And this year you don't want to do that to yourself again, right? But here we are. You know, it's possible to come back. But you're, you're digging yourself in another hole. It's like you've made the same mistake twice now. Yeah. And you know who I'm looking at, Cage? I'm looking at Matt LaFleur. And the reason is, is because on the very first play of the game, when Christian Watson breaks Patrick Peterson in half with his speed Dust is the guy, you know, a good cornerback and Patrick Peterson gets absolutely smoked by Christian Watson, the rookie no one's heard of. And then Rogers puts it in the breadbasket and Watson drops it as agonizing as that play was. There is no excuse for not going back to the well multiple times. I mean, Matt LaFleur, instead, what he does is he starts dinking and dunking, you know, getting his guy's confidence going again. It's like Matt LaFleur, you became predictable. You started going outside. You didn't take any deep shots. And what I saw out there was a freak athlete. You know, Christian Watson torched Patrick Peterson on his first play. There's not a lot of rookies who can do that, Cage. That's like Julio Jones stuff. You know, that's raw stuff right there from Watson that we saw. Have him do it again. And even if he's not open, he's going to stretch the field for the Packers, who then had all this problem you know, underneath, and here's just the, you know, my concern, right, Packers fans? And this is just being open and honest, is that I don't think Matt LaFleur is a strong enough leader to win a Super Bowl. And I said it last year on the pod, and I don't want to, you know, say that he can't do it because we do have Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think he's going to be the guy leading us to a Super Bowl victory. It's going to have to be Aaron Rodgers or someone else, Cage. Well, well, that's interesting, man, because I was actually going to, Add to that before you kind of spit out the
1: the big you know thing, and that you you feel like Matt Lafleur was completely outclassed yesterday. I think so too. It's like, dude, the Vikings have a brand new coach, a brand new staff. The stuff is brand new, and he completely wax you and w- all over the football field. It's like Lafleur. I'm waiting for your scheme to like. You know, show us the magic, right? And you hit it on the head, man. Took the top off, first play of the game. Put the fear of God in the entire Vikings defense. Their secondary sagging off a little bit because of that exact deep play. But then again, you know, Matt LaFleur, kind of, he, he didn't go back to the well. And he became very predictable, like you just said. You know, even our running backs, we have very talented running backs. They weren't able to get anything going because when we run the ball, it's like, you know, the entire field knows we're about to run the ball. There's There's very little, like... Actual deception, apart from the end arounds, which were encouraging. But look for the NFL that happens to be a decently smart league of of, of people, you know, and professionals, to actually adjust to the Packers end arounds. Like we we've all played Madden, you know, end arounds are they're they're it's like a home run shot. Like maybe it works one time, but it's very 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 rare for those who, to keep working unless you don't have like a you know like a Debo Samuel or Tyree Kill or something. Maybe Christian Watson's the guy, but it's like I I, I want. Matt LaFleur to really just like do better you know and it's like going back to the predictable thing going back to the week one thing going back to the just completely getting outclassed on offense by someone that has way less experience than him and like you know frankly I would argue like a a lesser quarterback than him you know it's almost like Matt LaFleur is too concerned about like getting on the same page with Aaron Rodgers and like like achieving synergy with Aaron Rodgers then actually going out and calling a good game. It's like, "Oh, Rodgers, you're you're like, you know, feeling happy, you're feeling good. That's cool. I'm I'm going to give you another play that is is mediocre, but but it's just another play." It's like, "Dude, you got to be throwing out these suggestions of 12 that honestly make the defense scratch their head and look confused the way Kyle Shanahan and Sean McFay and all of his pupils will. You know, so it's just very frustrating. Like, I'm still waiting for LaFleur to kind of prove that he is the guy. And it is week one. And I think LaFleur is like a better so far. He's a better practice coach than he is game coach. And that's facts. You know, it's like the dude can get very, he can become very well liked in a press conference, very well liked in practice. But when it comes to the game, where's the offensive guru? You know, is it 12 or is it LaFleur? Well, yesterday they had
0: nothing. It's like, Cage. I saw a lot of bickering amongst the Packers players in that first half. A lot of blame being tossed around. A lot of people playing the blame game about who's out of, you know, position, who's, you know, didn't make the right play. And, you know, who it keeps coming back to is Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry and, of course, Aaron Rodgers because – He's making 50-plus million a year, you know? And it's like those three guys got to look inward at themselves. I liked what Rodgers said after the game, saying, hey, he missed a lot of throws. He was open to acknowledge that. He wasn't putting Christian Watson down, saying the drops happen. It's about how we mentally come back from that type of stuff. But, man, Joe Barry, what the hell were you thinking? Not putting, you know, Jair Alexander on Justin Jefferson. Razul Douglas or Eric Stokes in man on this guy. You've got three good corners. And I just kept hearing excuses cage as to why they couldn't put him on him. You know, it's like you, you sign a great right back in football, a great right back. He's got all the pace, you know, Jair Alexander, he's got all the skills can cover man. You can, you can guard anybody and the stats back it up, right? You, You sign a great outside back and then you're going up a dangerous winger, say a Neymar, and you come up with excuses why you can't have that outside back, you know, Okay. on well, well, Long story short, man, without getting too
1: complex, you got to put your best players on their best players because that's the whole reason why we play this game, right? Okay, well, let's say Jarek can't be on Justin Jefferson. You know, well, you got to put Eric Stokes on him. You know, Eric Stokes played like trash, but you got to challenge him to do better. You know, you, like Razul Douglas, I saw him make several great tackles yesterday. You know, Jarek Alexander... I I get it. It's like he's kind of saying after the game, if it was his choice, that he would be on Justin Justin Jefferson. Well, it's like, man, the team needs someone to speak up, right? Like, you know, I remember back in the day when players like Ray Lewis and Ed Reed would really just like, and, and even you think about those Seattle Seahawks defense and those Pittsburgh Steelers defenses, you know, with Troy Palomalu and all those guys like James Harrison, all those very, 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 you know, stout defenses, like, if you think you can succeed, then go and do it. You know, like, don't exactly. cap yourself. It's like, what the? F- I mean, it's just. Trust in Joe It's, so, it's so frustrating <laughs> because it's like, you know, the Packers completely beat themselves yesterday. The Vikings are not a better team. No. Uh, I'm not convinced at all that, you know, the the, the separation in the score was anything reflective of the actual talent levels. I think we underachieved. Um, I think Christian Watson, it's like. Oh man, can you imagine if you would have caught that pass? Like the whole Packers nation would would be buying Christian Watson jerseys right now. You know, like like if he started the year like that, everyone Randy is going boss. nuts. Randy <laughs> Moss, right in Minnesota, exactly. And it's just, just He's still like, be everybody, okay. everybody across the board left a lot to be desired. I thought Kenny Clark played well. You know, Quay Walker, you got to stay in the field. Devondre Campbell, I thought that he was completely invisible. Uh, you know, the safeties, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, they didn't play great, but I, but Savage did make a touchdown saving tackle once Like the play broke down and Justin Jefferson got that late one. You know, he, he kind of had a one-on-one and he ended up making that tackle. So that was just something I noticed. The safeties oftentimes look bad because they're hung out to dry by like the rest of the defense. Rashawn Gary had a sack. That was plus. Um, but other than that, it's like, where was Devontae Wyatt? Where was the other members of the defense? You hope Chris Barnes gets better soon. Uh, Yeah, man, I mean, really the Vikings defense, like Zadarius Smith got the last laugh. It's just like, I think we can be in agreement that the Packers have the talent, but it's always been like, are we literally just tough enough? Do we have the grit and grind and just determination to do what it takes to get the, the job done? Week one, we didn't. Years past in the playoffs, we didn't. Hopefully we can turn this around and have a great regular season and really just play harder in like the little things that actually make you know make a difference and and generate a win you know it's like we didn't do the little things right we didn't do the big things right we didn't get coached right we didn't execute right it was just it was frustrating to watch
0: and uh luckily luckily it's a collective you know look inward moment where the packers can then you know, challenge themselves internally and come out week two with a vengeance. I want to read off some stats. Aaron Rodgers finished the game 22 of 34, 195 yards passing, zero touchdowns, one interception, sacked four times. Cage, he had a 5.7 average. And if I'm reading off the Green Bay's receivers, right? A.J. Dillon, five receptions, 46 yards. He played well. Romeo Dubs, four receptions, 37 yards. Robert Tanya, three receptions, 36 yards. Christian Watson, two receptions, 34 yards. I'm thinking to myself. One of those is a garbage reception at the very end. But Watson was the best receiver the Packers have on the eye test. Sammy Watkins looked like the guy could barely move out there. That was like my initial reaction of Sammy Romeo dubs. I think they didn't really let him, you know, there was no creative with his play calling. I expected more shots towards Romeo. He's a playmaker. Give him a chance. A lot of it cage was going outside and very safe. But my initial takeaway is that I think Christian Watson is going to be the best receiver on this team this season. From what he flashed in week one, Alan Lazard may come back and still be the, you know, the number one. He will help getting Alan Lazard back. But I think Watson we is so the guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, Packers fans, week one takeaway. Agree. Watson looks like a super athlete. Let's use him kind of like the 49ers use Debo. Uh, but two. Yeah, I mean, we need we need Lazard back in the worst way. Like. I don't know if anyone expected it to be that bad, right? Like Rodgers is flinging balls like behind guys, you know, guys are in, in the right spot. Sure enough, he was picked at one point on a great play by Harrison Smith. You know, I think you could say that he held the ball longer than he should have at certain points, but the receivers might not have known what to do during like a pass breakdown drill. And you just really can't simulate these moments other, other than by just like being in the game. So it is good that these guys got to see the speed of an actual, uh, you know, NFL team on the other side. They used, they got to take a few of these hits. Just looking at the box score, Dean Lurie had two quarterback hits. That was good. Preston Smith had two quarterback hits. Kenny Clark had two quarterback hits. Rashawn Gary had two quarterback hits. So we had eight quarterback hits, but only one sack. That's something I'd like to see the Packers, you know, maybe get their uh, split second earlier. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, I did mention him. He actually had one total tackle. So, you know, not really doing much. He is on the defensive line. Quay Walker had eight tackles i believe he only played the first half uh really you know it just keeps coming down to being accountable and available you know i don't want to see some injury report where quay walker's like out for half the year now and like god forbid he he you know hopefully he just comes back and it's just like a stinger or something we'll see what happens but like these guys got to be on the football field no matter what like whether you're bakhtiari whether you're a first-round pick you know whoever you are we need our best players in the football field uh otherwise we're just capping ourselves and and honestly, um, you know, what do you think, man? Any more good pack, bad pack? You want to hit that real quick and then maybe do some fan questions?
0: I think we can hit some good pack, bad pack. And because, it, you know, it wasn't all bad. And, you know, we're obviously very hot Packers fans. But I imagine one overarching you saw, you saw the temperature. You saw the What's... temperature out there yesterday. It was a little weird go going cage.
1: around Packers world. Uh, one overarching thing, you know, the good pack, I'm going to say Rashawn Gary. You know, I, I think, I think Rashawn Gary, for him to get a sack week one, it's like, we're not even talking about it. Right. Cause there's so much more to talk about. It's like, that's his expectation now. Oh, 52. You know, we expect him to get a sack and sure enough he did sure enough. He got one in the first half. It's like Rashawn Gary is quietly becoming one of the best pass rushers in football. I'm excited to see if his teammates can give him some help so that hopefully, you know, we can send him from multiple places, multiple angles and really just confuse those quarterbacks and, and really just set the uh, opposing offenses back and kill those drives with sacks. But, yeah, impressed with Sean Gary. Um, my bad my pack. Time. My yeah. bad pack. I'll do oh. my bad pack. Honestly, man, like, the secondary was absolute garbage. Uh, and the receivers weren't much better. So I would just say, like, the Packers' skill positions outside of really, like, you know, even the running backs, like you could, you could leave a lot left to be desired with the running backs as well. Um, I think you got to run Jones more. I'll, I'll let you talk about that for a bit, but yeah, I mean, our skilled players, like we got to do better on the offensive and defensive side of the ball.
0: My good Packers, AJ Dillon, there was multiple plays where he was slamming guys for a couple extra yards. You could just kind of see yeah. it, you know, he gets like an extra one or two yards after he hits contact with maybe one or two defenders There was multiple plays. He was overpowering one or two guys. He finished with 10 carries, 45 yards rushing, one touchdown. He had the Packers only touchdown. And he also had the five receptions for 46 yards, flashed some good hands. And flipping it to bad Packers now, the bad Packers I have is that on fourth and goal, fourth and goal from the one, after the previous you know, drive. The Vikings had a fourth and one from like the five, and they do this play to Justin Jefferson, and he's unstoppable. And Matt Lafleur calls a shotgun option read <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers and AJ Dillon. Like this guy, he's what was he thinking? A terrible play call. Like, what a <laughs> terrible play call. It's like if you're gonna run, uh, just run it the old fashioned way with Dylan. And if you're not gonna run. Let 12 pass it. Don't put this man in the option read. Like, wh- what is this? You know, like <laughs> the Packers
1: have never really had great sec- success with the option read. Like, it, it almost seems like whenever other teams do it, it always works out. Whenever we try, it's just
0: not the yard we need, you know? But here, here's here's what my bad Packers is, getting to the point, is a lack of a one-yard play as of right now. That used to be the Devontae Adams go-to, right? Uncoverable What has Matt LaFleur drawn up? Was the best play he had in his playbook an option read to A.J. Dillon? That's That's a head-scratcher, Packers fans. That's a head-scratcher. Moving on, K.J., let's talk a little bit about what we saw, you know, around the league because the Bears ended up getting a win. You know, the Vikings got a win, and the Lions put up 35 points. General thoughts about the North this year and, you know, what the reality will be after week one.
1: Hey, Bears, you know, they did exactly what the Packers couldn't do, and that's grind out a win. And it's week one. I believe the Packers are a better team than the Bears. Uh, we play them this week, but hopefully the Packers do what the Bears did this week, and hopefully they put that first win in the win column. There's really not much more to say. You know, Justin Fields, people can talk the trash about him, but I've seen the guy play quarterback. If you give the man some weapons, you know, he he's going to be a decent quarterback, and he doesn't have any weapons or any first-round picks right now in Chicago, so it's going to be tough on him. But then again, you got to give him credit for grinding out a win. That's what you have to do in the National Football Football League. I mean, the Bears—they don't have much talent. They don't have much talent right now. So they're like, "Look, we got to get these wins any way we can." The Packers—we do have talent. We got a ton of talent, but we're just like, "Yeah, let's let's make sure we're rested," you know. And so it's like, it's a little bit of frustration there. The North. I still think it's the Packers to to lose. Uh, the Lions I was actually pretty impressed with them hanging with the Eagles that's going to be interesting I do think the Packers win the division around the rest of the league uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see how Trey Lance develops that might even be like a window of opportunity for the Packers just because Jimmy Garoppolo has been an elite elite game manager I've called him that it's like look the guy may not be an elite quarterback but he is an elite game manager and sometimes that's all you need to do to win especially in the playoffs some of that the Packers could learn a little bit about as well Uh, Dolphins beat the Patriots I was a surprised about that but the dolphins are loaded In in, i would say names apart from the quarterback position um you know ravens beating the jets i'm not surprised about that lamar jackson gets his win he did not get his contract he wants a fully guaranteed deal i personally would be hesitant in giving it to him one because it's fully guaranteed two because it's lamar jackson like do you think he's going to be able to play this type of style the entire uh, length of that deal you know, I really don't think so. I think we've seen deals like that. Where if your quarterback is not surefire, uh, whether it's like a Cam Newton, a Colin Kaepernick, or whatever, and and they're kind of like a running passing hybrid, and you give them a big deal like that, I don't think it's really ever worked out. I mean, even look at hey, Michael both of those Vick. guys have zero Super Bowls. Well, and even look at Michael Vick, right? Like he got his, he was elite with the Falcons and got his redemption with the Eagles. They signed him to a hundred million dollar deal, and that was sick at the time. I actually still have a Vick Eagles jersey, but like he didn't really play that well throughout the duration of that contract so uh lamar jackson man you're leaving 250 million on the table with like 205 million guaranteed i think one of his good friends should give the man a call and just be like hey buddy <laughs> you should sign that right now <laughs> like, like, like like they're not disrespecting you by offering you 200 plus mil guaranteed my friend like like you need to you need to take a step back and realize how blessed you are to be be having them hoping that you will sign this like like hoping you'll win a super bowl maybe you know i hope like someone like a relative a brother his mama or something be like lamar take the 200 million <laughs> take it <laughs> so so the commanders beat the jags uh the browns one I game i to want see. to talk
0: about yeah the browns yeah, because the browns. i got to catch the Wait end of minute. the browns <laughs> game before the packers game <laughs> <laughs> and there yeah, go the for browns it. You know, they've got Brissett as their starting quarterback. They're a very comical franchise, all in all, but all of a sudden Baker Mayfield starts leading the comeback that you knew was coming, right? Baker had been talking about how bad he wanted to get back at the Browns, and it's starting to look like it's gonna be fairy tale fortune for Baker Mayfield. He puts them up ahead with thirty seconds left. The Carolina Panthers have a good defense. They think this game is won. The crowd is going nuts under this fourth quarter comeback. And the Browns' kicker is trotted out for a 60-yard field goal for the win, K. from LSU, and the guy drains it by 10 plus yards. I mean, you can't you can't sum up the Browns uh, any better than that. They get the W week one, showing Cage that you know, hey, they're going to be competitive with Brissett too. They might they might be really good because they've got a good defense, clearly a good special teams. If your kicker is doing that in the clutch. A lot of other kickers weren't coming through like that. Um, but, you know, well, another thing won. I just want to laugh at,
1: Colts and Texans tie 2020. It's like, do you really have to tie? It seems like every year there's like a tie. And in half the years, it seems like the Colts and Texans are involved. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Giants beating the Titans. You know, I kind of said it from the start of the year, the Titans that's a team with cracks showing. You know, I think they're going to have some problems this year. I think that division's very competitive. Chiefs obliterated the Cardinals. Not surprised one bit. Kyler Murray, I don't think he's the guy. You know, but, hey, they just threw him $205 million. What's the worst that could happen, right?
0: I don't know. Chargers beat the Raiders. I expected that. What's that, up? What's the worst that, that could happen with Kyler Murray? Uh, you Dark ages? (laughs) Dark ages, Pouting over
1: something, he erases his Instagram again. Who knows, right? He's not going to win a Super Bowl. I'll tell you that right now. Raiders, Chargers. uh, Devontae Adams looked filthy, but the Chargers outclassed him. Kind of how we, we envisioned that one to go. Buccaneers, Cowboys. You know Tom Brady just wins. He just wins. He, he, you know, they're they're saying he might have some problems with his marriage because he decided to go back. I think that's a little bit of he fake. He's forty
0: five years old. Forty five getting W's in
1: the NFL. He's like he's like, wait, who am I playing this week? All right, let's go out <laughs> and do it. You know. Um But, yeah, you know, the the league looks interesting. It's going to be super fun. Alex, let's hit a few fan questions and we'll we'll wrap up. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Packers fans, thank you for interacting, as always. First fan question is from Toure at Tirala 4. He says, what's your take on Eric Stokes? And, you know, for me, Eric Stokes is a premium second-year cornerback that we're lucky to have because he can guard. We saw it last year without Jair. He can be the yeah. guy you stick on good play corner, you know, good receivers and have confidence in. I I am not going to jump on this Eric Stokes hate for one week no. against the Vikings. No well, way like, on that. There's
1: even another reason. It's like the defense was a train wreck out there. It's like, you know, in last year he did it week in and week out without Jair. There he can do it. He could do it at Georgia. It's like the entire squad was rusty AF, you know, we got to shake off the rust. Like whether, you know, whether it's doing ultra safe walkthroughs or something like we are way too rusty as a squad. So, so what I agree with you wholeheartedly, Alex, like I'm not about to hate on Eric Stokes. I'm a big believer in him. His upside is oozing his, you know, he's demonstrated he can do it. Uh, last year, big Eric Stokes fan expects him to get better, but he certainly didn't receive any favors from his teammates yesterday.
0: Just the Cheese David at David Sharfman says, Why Hanson Newman over Newman-Tom on the right side? And my response to that is, why, why are we talking about here? that? He's still not playing. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, hey, we, we, can talk
1: about, we can talk about offensive line stuff all day long. Zach the fact, Tom wasn't going to be of the, the, the matter. the Packers lost? No, he wasn't. But the fact of the matter is we're paying a guy over $20 million to, to ride the bench right now. And that's starting to get much more annoying then I think uh, everyone's letting on. I think below the surface, Packers fans have lost their patience with this. I think that, uh, you know, if if everything was ready to go, like Packers fans, David Bakhtiar was supposed to be ready for the playoffs last year. You know, he's missed a long, long stretch of games here. He played versus the, the Lions. He didn't look any good. He missed the playoffs. You know, who knows? Maybe that played a part in us getting knocked out. Probably did, you know, considering he's one of your highest paid guys in your squad and he wasn't really out there. Uh, and then Packers fans are like, okay, you know, bad, bad injury, whatever. Like, he's got to be ready for week one, right? Like, week one. Well, you get the word that he's expected to play, but then he doesn't play. I mean, Packers fans are, are running out of patience for this. And, yeah, I mean, like, if we're talking about the O-line at all, I think we need to be talking about David Bakhtiari, you know, like the highest-pay guy in the unit, probably making in more league, than the the rest...
0: cage on yeah. average. Yeah.
1: Probably on making average. more than the rest of the line combined. It's like, dude. I I want to see him on the field, like put him out there and show me that he doesn't have it. Then and we can move on and cut the guy or whatever. Like maybe he plays well, you know. Like what? Just holding out your best, highest paid lineman on the bench is just. I just want to see David Bakhtiari. I think just to sum it up, is it all? Is it all a decoy
0: at this point? Is the guy done? Let us know, Packers fans, what you think. Moving on, a lot of them think he's done. (laughs) (laughs) At Clayson Union. He says, where is the use of the tight end in the middle of the field? If they're playing cover two shell, get DeGuara and Tanya down the seams. Absolute facts, Clay, because <laughs> when you look at the spread chart from where the passes went, there's some image going around on Twitter. We'll see if we can get that off like Packers. But all of it was to the outsides and to the short outsides. We're lucky we didn't have a pick six because of all that predictability hit him in the seams, use the tight ends, please, please. Moving on, Cage, at ritual420, he says, could someone tell Matt LaFleur that A.J., Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon need to have the ball more and equip quit <laughs> with the hero ball?
1: Yeah, hold on. Let me, on just that? Him, let me just give him a call. Let me just give him a call. <laughs> hey, Matt, uh, could, you please lo- could you please use the running backs more? <laughs> we don't have as great of a series as we did last
0: year. Um, please use the running backs more. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Nolan Snyder. How much do you think the Christian Watson TD drop impacted the outcome of the game? Bro, I mean, we just
1: played so bad across the board, but it certainly didn't help things. It's just the <laughs> details, right? Like, like there's just A, A- I and mean, B. what were
0: you expecting in the Go catch
1: that shit? Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it, there's just A and B paths with everything in life. And it's like anyone who's read the book Atomic Habits out there might might be able to pull something from this. It's kind of like how those little things have ripple effects, right? Like, let's say you wake up in the morning and, you you know, you trip falling, uh, trying to get out outside of your, your house or your apartment and you can't go to school. You can't go to work that day. Well, and then maybe at work or school that day, it might've been an opportunity for you to meet like a significant other, like a beautiful woman, a beautiful girl, like a beautiful, you know, someone who's basically like the love of your life and you miss it because you, you tripped and fell out the, fell on the stairs trying to get out of your place and you just couldn't go to work or couldn't go to school. That's like a, a rough example of what might be like something small causing a ripple effect that, uh, you know, has, has standing implications, or maybe that causes you to be late and you causing you being late causes you to meet that significant other in a rush at the bus stop or whatever it might be. And then turns out you meet your, you know, your lifelong spouse, your lifelong friend or something like that. Well, it's like Romeo dubs just simply dropping that ball yesterday. Christian they, Watson, you, you or Excuse me, Christian Watson. If you would have caught that ball, all the momentum in the world, all the confidence in the world, You know, like, league on notice, highlight of the day, highlight of the week. You know, not like any of that matters, but, like, that goes without saying. Like, a Packers bomb first play wipes away everything else that happened this week. Uh, and, and you know, like Packers are kind of where they're supposed to be putting the fear of God into the Vikings, into the league, into the NFC North with their passing Devonte Adams. It doesn't matter. We got the new guy, Christian Watson, but because he dropped that ball, opposite it's like, oh, you. A lot yeah, a lot of people were like, well, you know, this is how the game's going to go. I kind of had a feeling right when you dropped that ball, it set the tone. And guess what, Christian? It did, man. You know, it's, you have one job it's to catch the football and, uh, Honestly, man, you just got to do better, straight up. This this is not, you know, fun and games. This is the National Football League, and that did have huge implications on the game.
0: No doubt it had, you know, implications on the game, but Packers fans, here's my counter take, is Pat Connington, when he was on the Icebox podcast, talked about how you airball threes all the time, no matter who you are in the NBA. Whether you're Giannis, the MVP, I mean, or I you're Pat, all the time. you might... You might miss it. It happens, happens, right? A drop of a bomb happens, Cage. There's no way a rookie dropping a bomb, aka a rookie in basketball airballing a three that, yes, would have been so sick for the team momentum, should derail the veterans and everyone else's confidence in the rest of the game. How fragile are these guys? That's what I want to know. Is it like, was that so bad that then the entire playbook went out the window? And if that's the case, then they've got to really get themselves, you know, checked because this is a rookie. There's rookie growing pains. That happens.
1: Yeah. Well, well, absolutely. I agree. Like the body language could have been way better across the board. I'm big into it. You know, like I think a lot of leaders, just just no matter who it is in in sports and business and life or whatever, you know, you're gonna notice they're not showing terrible body language. Like so many of the Packers, are. there was an iconic shot yesterday with Randall Cobb, and. You know, just putting on just a pouty face of all pouty faces on the bench. And who's sitting right next to him? That's Romeo Dobbs, rookie receiver. He's learning a thing or two from Randall Cobb. It's like, Randall, how about setting a decent example for the young lad? And it was just a really sad picture, right? You got two Packers receivers having played really, really, really bad, having having been down a ton of points. You know, like, they're just sitting there looking like, you know, they're not losers, but they looked like losers in that photo. And that may be harsh words, but it's like, bro, that's your body language. If you took that photo and showed that to someone, you know, on a desert island a million miles away, they'd be like, why, why are they looking so like dejected? Why are they looking so hopeless, helpless, sad, whatever, you know, word you want to use? It starts at the top, but it's like, it's something you can control. It's something that's free, you know, just showing decent body language. If you drop the pass, shake it off and make a play. You know, Randall Cobb, especially, man, it's like, I mean, he's got to do something out there like he made one pass on third down but dude your one conversion on third down is not offsetting of you to go out in there as a veteran and have like pretty terrible body language that's rubbing off in the entire squad you know i can get a i can get a happy receiver to go out there and get one first down and then be like a morale booster to the squad so it's it's frustrating to me just because it was a train wreck. I think the all in all though this is week one, Pagus fans, you know we know it's week one. we're microanalyzing. We just need to see week two you know we're you we're gonna to find see out week a lot two, baby. <laughs> it's, it's, well, dude, it's a lot like House of dragon and and uh and Lord of the Rings right now, right, Pagus fans. It's like, okay, you know, you see the first episode of one show, you're blown away. You see the first episode of the other show, you're like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I hope this gets a little better, right? I mean, this was the first episode i I guess it might get a little better. Uh, and then you see maybe like the next couple of weeks, and the show does get really, really, really good. You're like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. It was just a little bit of a build up. Uh, but then there's some shows that you have a few episodes a part of the out. story,
0: Cage, like Aaron Rodgers was talking about. You said that to me uh, a little earlier in the week yeah. off the podcast. It, it Packers is a fans. story. Aaron Rodgers mentioned about one thing he loves about the Packers and just football in general every year is the storylines it creates. Every year there's a different, you know, there's a storyline. It's and, a beautiful show. You know, like week it, one. Like 20 episodes of the show. It was Christian Watson, like, He's the character that they build up for something super awesome to happen, and then they just kind of throw you this loophole that, hey, it didn't really turn out that way, right? It wasn't going to be the, you know, the amazing start for all these characters. They're going to have to battle a little adversity, which I think is going to be good for the team camaraderie, good for the leadership, you know, to get aligned, and hopefully lights a fire under everybody, Final question, Cage. Joe Rogaine says, Has the window closed on a Super Bowl run? And my response to that is, No, you still got Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely not. But, yeah. Absolutely not. All right. Well, hey, Packers fans, thanks so much for joining us today. Alex, take us home. Yep, Packers fans, you are incredible you help us become the number one rated packers podcast on the apple podcast platform and spotify if you could take the time to leave a five-star review that's the number one way you can help us grow or tell another packers fan be like hey i know you're getting your packers news from there i want you to hear these guys because they've put in the grind for the community we strive to deliver the very best for you every sunday sunday every day of the week with this team. We're going to be there every step of the way. Do not go anywhere. Go Pack, go forever. KJ, thanks for coming on. And as always, take care Till next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, Till next time Packers fans. Go, pack, go. Go Pack, go. You are now listening to Ike Music. should think twice I'll see you later tonight in the small